Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Nelly Does a Podcast. So today is going to be somewhat of a short episode, but I came on here and I thought I knew what I wanted to talk about. I had a whole topic planned. Then I started watching Grey's Anatomy. If you know me, I am a big Grey's Anatomy fan. If you have never watched it, you need to watch it. It's 18 seasons, just got renewed for the 19th, maybe the last season. And it's an amazing show, in my opinion. And I was watching Grey's Anatomy, and I don't want this episode to just be about Grey's Anatomy, right? But the episode, and if you haven't seen the season finale, spoilers alert, um, the episode kind of, I don't want to say triggered me, but definitely I resonated with the episode, right? So little background, if you've never seen the show, one of my favorite quotes from it, I think it was like the third season where the main character, Meredith, um, is going through a breakup and she's kind of, she's having a hot girl summer, right? And her partner, ex-partner at the time, like makes a comment and kind of calls her out of her name. And she says, she makes no apologies for how she chooses to repair what he broke, right? So that was OG Meredith, third season. We're on the 18th seasons, right? Since then, she suffered a tremendous amount of trauma. And I know this is a show, but you know, she's gone through so much trauma on the show. And now she's at a point where she's been, spoiler alert, working at this hospital for years and she kind of put in her resignation. She's been there about 20 years, maybe more. And she wants to leave the hospital. She wants to pursue her own life in a different state. She wants to kind of do things for herself and get away from all that trauma, get away from a place that's a constant reminder of all the people she lost, all the could have, should have, just of her past and of her trauma. Her going into work in the same environment, the same people that she's been around for the last 20 years is triggering for her. So she's choosing herself. And everyone on the show is flipping out, right? because what does this mean if she chooses herself and she doesn't choose them or the hospital what are they going to do how how does it fall on them instead of her and in the final episode they kind of leave her stuck in a position where she can't move on so she's now forced to fix up this mess that she created in the hospital or so they say or explain and she's miserable she wanted to choose herself for once and no one is letting her right no one's letting her take care of herself no one is letting her show up for her and they're forcing her to take care of everyone else despite her needing to put herself first and that was what's what was so triggering to me not triggering but it, it really resonated with me right and trauma changes us no matter what kind of trauma it is right whether it's losing someone you love whether it's a tragedy, whether it's a physical trauma, whatever it is, trauma changes us physically, emotionally, chemically in your brain, it changes you. And sometimes you have to make hard decisions that people won't like to show up for yourself, right? You make no apologies for how you choose to heal yourself. And that resonated with me just because I've been through a lot. Everyone has been through a lot. But just recently in the last year, year and a half, I've been through a lot and I feel like that has changed a lot of my dynamics in my friendships, in my family, in just everything, you know? I, just in the last year, just in the last year, you know, I lost my dad a few months ago, not even three months ago, um, which is something I'm obviously still dealing with and still processing. I ended a five-year relationship. I got into a new relationship 
I moved. I've, you know, done all these different things, all these different traumas, all these different steps in my life and changes in my life that I'm still adapting to, learning, learning to adapt to while I take care of myself and show up for me. Um, I'm also, I'm not the person I was six months ago. I'm not the person I was a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. And I'm constantly changing, as you should be. But not everyone resonates with that. Not everyone can take that in, right? As I've been working on myself, as I've been changing and learning who I am, learning who I want to be and working towards becoming that person, a lot has changed in my dynamics, whether it's friendships, relationships, family, all that, right? For example, I don't drink and party as much as I used to in the last few years, right? So a lot of friendships that I've had where all we did was drink and party or smoke, I don't see them as much or I don't speak to them as much. And I'm, if you know me, I'm big on my friendships, right? My family life and family, like my core family, I'm like close to, but distant family, my friends have always been my family. So for me, growing apart from my friends has been hard. And I've always been that person that I'll drop everything for a friend. Like, it doesn't matter what I'm going through, what is going on with me. I'm going to be their therapist. I'm going to pick up the phone. And if you need me, I'm going to be there. And I feel like in the last year, I haven't been doing that, right? And a part of me feels super guilty about it. A part of me feels like, damn, I've been being such a bad friend to a lot of the people around me. But in my defense, for the first time, I'm choosing me, which has been hard for me. And it's, it's still hard for me, right? And it's not only about choosing me. That doesn't mean that I'm not choosing my friends or that I'm not the same person that they know or that I don't want a friendship with them. But something also is with age, friend groups and friend dynamics change. As you get older, your priorities change, right? You start to build families. You start to work. You start to drink and party less. And friends move to different states, different cities, and people grow apart. And that doesn't mean that the friendship isn't there just because we don't talk every day or we're not constantly hanging out or drinking together. It doesn't mean that we we have to miss out on the big moments. It doesn't have to, you know, mean that there is no friendship there. But just in general, things change. As you work on yourself, regardless of the situation, you know, when you're on your own journey of self-growth, Sometimes others are not going to understand that journey. They're not going to be okay with that journey, you know? When you're working on yourself, you start to set boundaries. You start to change. You start to refocus a lot of your energy and refocus a lot of your actions and do things more purposely. And sometimes it doesn't sit well with others. And it's not your responsibility to help them process that, right? You can explain what's going on. You can make it easy for them to understand like hey i'm going through something or i'm working on myself and i'm not the best at doing that i kind of just shut down and don't explain like hey i'm working on myself why i've been distant or why i've been doing this like i'm not the best at communicating my needs to others so that is something that i need to work on and that is something you can do when you're in those situations of self-growth and, and exploration and setting boundaries and all those things is is let the people in your life know hey i need a minute I need to readjust or refocus. You don't need to, but sometimes, you know, if you if you want to, you can kind of explain that so they can be aware of what's going on and don't kind of internalize it and feel like it's about them. 
change is often necessary with growth, right? And I always say this to my clients. I always say you can't, I always say two things. I always tell people that you can't pour from an empty glass, right? If you aren't taking care of yourself, you are going to hit a point where you have nothing left to give to others and you can't keep pouring into other people without replenishing that energy and pouring into yourself. And that is something that you need to do. You need to learn what works for you. It's not only about self-care, just what works to make you feel okay and make you feel that you have that energy, you have that emotional bandwidth to withhold your own feelings, your own struggles, and others. And that's a, a big thing to balance. It's a big adjustment, and I'm still learning to do that. Another thing I tell my clients all the time, and I'm trying to tell myself that, is sometimes, and, and this is a situation like Meredith, right? Sometimes it's okay to step away. Sometimes you cannot grow in the environment that broke you. Sometimes you need to reevaluate your situation, your feelings, your environment and take a step back to be able to do the work that you need to progress and then be able to make that decision if you can return into that environment, return into that situation and be able to handle because some people can do that right some people can continue to be in triggerous um situations right whether it's with family friends or whatever where you know your family triggers you but you love them and they're your family and you either are accepting of who they are you want them in your life and you are able to kind of put those boundaries that it doesn't affect you and you can kind of continue to move forward despite them being the way they are and then some people cannot some people feel that you know if you aren't going to respect my boundaries or you aren't going to be there for me or be supportive or understand what i need i need to remove myself despite you being family despite you you know being this or that to me i need to kind of protect myself so it, it depends on the person but i always say you sometimes you can't grow in the environment that broke you right so sometimes you need to step away take care of you before you can re-enter or decide to walk away forever or set that boundary and, and it, it it depends on the situation depends on the relationship it depends on what we're talking about here but again just bringing it with meredith back to me it's a balance of learning what you need, how to advocate those needs to others without losing a part of yourself or losing your sense of self. And I feel for me, I've been losing my sense of self slowly in the last year, year and a half. And I'm trying to relearn who I am, who I want to be. How do I get there? And what does that mean for all the relationships around me? So now connecting it back to kind of Grey's Anatomy again, right? That that Meredith from the third, fourth, whatever season it was early on, who said she made no apologies for repairing what that person broke, right? In that moment, even though she was having a hot girl summer or whatever it was that she was doing, she was making bad choices. And, and it's not saying make bad choices and choose yourself when you're choosing yourself, but it's more she did what she needed to in that moment why is that different now 20 plus years later right because trauma has changed her and a lot of times that is what happens a lot of times with trauma we become codependent in our relationships in our friendships in the people around us right we are so scared that if we choose ourselves we're gonna lose them we're so scared that if we speak up or tell them what we're feeling or you know doubt what they have to say or anything like that if you cause any conflict especially for me i hate conflict 
I try to avoid it at any cost. I hate, hate, hate conflict. And that's because I have had bad situations where conflict wasn't a, hey, I have this issue, let's talk about it. Let's figure out a solution, let's meet halfway. It's usually been, we have this conflict, you're the bad guy, you have to be punished. And if you're not punished, then that's, that is the solution. There is no meeting halfway, you're wrong, I'm right. And that's, and that's not healthy conflict, right? Um, so me learning to deal with conflict is something I'm doing now because I would just rather avoid it and just be like, I don't want to have this awkward conversation or this uncomfortable conversation. So I'm going to avoid you at all costs. And that's not healthy. And I'm working on that, right? Still not the best, still making mistakes at it, but I'm working on it. And again, so trauma changes you. Trauma changes the way you interact with people, the way you think, the, your ability to speak up for yourself or advocate to advocate for your needs. And I feel like for the longest time, I was so stuck in so many different traumas and so different, so many different fears of losing the people around me that I would often choose them instead of myself, right? And a lot of, and I've gotten this comment a lot since I lost weight, since I've been in a new relationship, in my old relationship. I, I want to say the last three to four years I've been getting this comment a lot from people like oh you've changed you've this and it's like people are supposed to change you're supposed to grow you're supposed to always be working on you so change isn't necessarily a bad thing and I have changed however people only notice those big changes when it no longer benefits them right if you're used to me putting you first at all expense whether or not I'm okay or whether I, I have the room to hold your space and my own space. I, I'll be like, okay, my feelings and my problems can wait because I have to take care of you. And that's kind of how I felt in a lot of my relationships where I would put my needs aside to comfort other people's needs. And that's a therapist in me, right? I wanna make sure you're okay and I wanna make sure that you're taken care of and I don't really care about my feelings or what I'm going through, that can wait. I can cope with that later on you're more important. And I think over the last year, year and a half, I have been choosing me. And if, not saying selfishly, but a little selfishly, if this doesn't help me in my growth, I don't have time for it right now. I can get back to it, we can circle back to your issues, we can circle back to what you need from me, but right now I need me for me. And I don't know if that makes sense, but I need to show up for myself in a way that I haven't been for a lot of my life. And that's uncomfortable for me. I'm still getting used to it. I'm still getting used to and be comfortable, even with the word no. Of, and no being a full sentence, right? Full sentence, no explanation needed. If I'm not comfortable, if I don't want to do that, no. And just leaving it at that. Because that's hard for me. I'm a people pleaser. And a lot of times that's what happens in trauma. You are so afraid of what standing up and advocating for yourself means that you just give in and don't know how to say no to others because you don't want to disappoint them. You don't want to not give that part to you because if you don't have anything to offer, then why are you there in their life anyway, right? What? Why are they going to be your friend, your partner, your anything if you can't offer them anything? And that is a sad way to think. It's, it's a horrible way to think. And I've been working on unlearning that those traits in me. Now, sorry, I was thirsty. So this is something hard for me to unlearn. I'm still unlearning it. And 
again, it has changed a lot of the dynamics. And a lot of people are like, wow, well, you've changed. So you're not showing up for us the way you've used to. But a lot of it begs the question is, did you ever show up for me that way? And for some people in some friendships, they absolutely have. And I can admit when I haven't done my part or I'm slacking as a friend, as a mother, as a sister, as a daughter, um, as a partner, I can, you know, I can hold myself accountable for that. But other, other situations, it's just kind of like, I need to focus on me right now. And that does not mean that I won't be there for you. That does not mean that I can't be your friend from a distance or I can't be like, I can be there for the big moments. I can withstand and be there and support you, but I have to also put myself first. And I think back to Grey's Anatomy, that trauma has made her feel that she can't, right? And that's real for a lot of us. She chose herself all those years ago and then all this trauma followed. So a lot of times when things happen like that, we blame ourselves. The one time that I chose myself, X, Y, and Z happened. And it probably happened because I was being selfish. Now, I, I'm not allowed to be selfish, right? I have to choose others because what if this happens? Or what if that happens? I'm going to be at fault. And those kind of intrusive thoughts come from fear. They're not... It, usually thoughts that start with what if this happens or what if that happens are your fears. And the best thing to do is acknowledge those intrusive thoughts, right? Okay, well, if that happened, this is what I would probably do or this is how I would handle it. You know, um, us as humans, we're very resilient. We can get through almost everything, even if we think we can't. With time, with healing, with the work, you can get through anything. So all those what ifs and and what might happen if I don't do this or I don't choose myself? What happens if you do, right? You can't control the future. You can't control how people are receptive to your needs or the boundaries you set. All you can do is control your own actions and make sure that you're working on yourself and doing what's best for you because no one else is going to look out for you the way you would. And that's, yeah, so that episode kind of just stuck with me she's stuck in a loop of i don't know how to choose myself i'm afraid to choose myself and when i try to choose myself i'm getting all this bad feedback and i, I resonate with that right because i've heard those oh you're changing or you're different or you don't do this or you don't do that and it's not that i'm stopping those things it's not that i'm not that person anymore but i have grown i have changed and something with time again like friendships relationships family dynamics change over time it doesn't mean that you can't get that back it doesn't mean that you're not there for the people it just means right now i need time for me and that's okay right and hopefully the people who care and love you and are genuinely a part of your your life are going to understand that they might don't get me wrong they, they might be upset because I've, I've been upset and I've, I've had those moments where it's like, oh, I'm hitting up my friend and they're not writing me back. But they're posting on Instagram. Or, hey, I'm hitting up my friend and I want to hang out and they always cancel on me. And it's, again, those it reflects back to you. Like, oh, I feel like this person is ignoring me or they're not being there for me. But you never kind of know what the other person is going through, right? So I've kind of taken this new dynamic of if someone isn't reaching out to me if someone hasn't been responding to me if i'm reaching out and they're kind of 
ignoring me. You know, if there's an issue, we're all adults. I hope that they address it. I hope that they can come to me and say, hey, like, I feel some type of way about this. Or, hey, I've been going through this. But at the end of the day, you never know what someone else is going through. So don't always assume that it's about you. It's not about you. Most of the time, they're struggling with something. Most of the time, internally, they are fighting fighting they're fighting their own demons they're they're fighting their own fears they're trying to heal they're trying to grow and sometimes they have to isolate themselves to do that sometimes they have to minimize their social interactions or minimize their contact with people or just kind of focus in on whatever it is that's going on with them to be able to process to be able to heal and to be able to then get back to either themselves or whatever new version of themselves they're trying to create so yeah i just that just really was on my mind the Grey's Anatomy episode had me crying and it just made me feel sad for her and sad for anyone like that that you that you don't feel like and because i felt like that before that i i can't choose myself or i haven't been able to choose myself and then it's that guilt that comes with it i'm a bad person because I'm not putting myself out there for someone when I can't, right? And I'm still learning kind of how to balance that, right? How to be a good daughter, a good partner, a good sister, a good friend, a good mother, and take care of me too. So it's, it, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying that I got all the answers, but it's something that I'm working on and I'm learning and unlearning a lot of difficult behaviors and a lot of trauma responses that I've fallen in in habit of using, right? Of just saying yes without knowing if I can commit to that, right? Of not being able to say no, not being able to advocate for myself or say I'm not comfortable with this or I don't want to do this or I'm not in the mood or I need to emotionally check out or mentally check out. So it's a process, it's a journey and anyone who's feeling this way or struggling to kind of choose themselves prioritize you right first step is is those intrusive thoughts of hey what happens if this happens what what will happen it probably won't that's your fear acknowledge it and then again figure out ways you can show up for you figure out ways that you are doing yourself a disservice by not showing up by not advocating what you want or what you need in the moment and when you are doing when you are a people pleaser and you're tending to kind of say yes to everything you when you're saying yes or or no or committing to anything you want to ask yourself what are my reasonings behind it is it because i want to do this is it because it's going to bring me enjoyment is it because i want to help this person or is it because i'm afraid of saying no and hopefully that's something i can continue to do and i can continue to learn to do and be able to learn to balance my own struggles, my own current anxiety, depressive symptoms, all those things, learn to grow and, and choose me and still have that space to hold for my friends, for my family, to be able to show up for them too. Because ultimately, that's what I want. I want to be able to show up for myself and for the people that I love. I don't want to only show up for me or only show up for them. I want it to be a balance. I want it to be beneficial to everyone and I don't want to feel that showing up for other people drains me and then there's no en energy left for me to show up for me and I don't want to feel like I'm being selfish in showing up for myself so hopefully that resonates with you guys um 
send some comments so this video is on instagram and it's on youtube my youtube name is nelly does things my instagram is nelly underscore nels n-e-l-l-s-z and then it also is on the anchor app spotify apple podcast for the audio so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode it was a short episode um i'm doing laundry so i'm gonna go to go pick up my laundry right now but yeah that's just what's on my mind if you haven't watched Grey's anatomy watch Grey's anatomy and let me know what are some ways you guys show up for yourselves or what are some struggles that you guys have when setting boundaries with the people around you that you tend to people please thanks for tuning in and it's another episode of nutty does a podcast bye guys